lot of fun. I decided to look things up. You know, I just popped up in my head. I'm like, look up how Louisville prison was. <laughs> because, you know, in, our, in American culture, we tend to think of prison rape. I mean, we tend to think of a, a, a prison visit as a horrible experience. But some motherfuckers have went to prison and had an actual pretty good experience. But anyway, I looked up how Louisville prison rape. One guy that had went to prison said the first thing that you shouldn't do when you come to prison is take a shower completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> if you take a shower completely naked, everybody's gonna know that you're new. So, if any of you out there are on your way to prison, you're a fugitive of the law, you're dodging child support, or you know, kill somebody and you're on the run, and you know it's just a matter of time before you get caught. Chicken lover. When you get to jail, do not shower completely naked. Because if you do that, everybody's gonna know that you're new. Okay, so step two. <laughs> Alright, so I'm showering with my boxes on. No, the, 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 the dude also said some real shit. The name of the YouTube segment is Fresh Out. For all the, for all the, for everybody want to follow up and know what the information is. And this guy also said that being small, a lot of people, he had another segment called Being Small in Prison. Because a lot of people in American culture, again, tend to think that size matters in this world. You know, the bigger you are, the tougher you are, and the more capable you are. Fucking somebody else, I'm coming, baby. I'm going to take you back. This guy actually says size in prison might be a factor in you getting your ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, wa- don't think that because you're big, you have an advantage over somebody. You know what I'm saying? In prison, he said, because some of the most toughest motherfuckers in prison are some of the smallest motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And he said, with glasses on, they be some of the toughest motherfuckers. So don't ever, ever think in the world that size gives you an advantage over someone else. And so that's what I learned just from Googling how to live with prison. <laughs> What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreamers. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10, we did not know each other. And we could not speak to each other because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who is taking donations from the NRA. It is because America has not invested in its people. Shame on you. And you can change the entire population of the world, 8 billion people. And if we could have figured out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever, well, it didn't happen. Here we are. You're wrong. Are you better off than you were four years ago? Fellow Americans, it's time to speak out. They're looking for help. They're looking for help. They're not looking for more of the same. When people lose their jobs, there's a good chance I'll know them by their names. When a factory closes, I know the people who ran it. When the businesses go bankrupt, I know them. We will respond with that timeless creed that sums up the spirit of the people. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. And when we get enough money, honey, we'll bring you down. But their children were saved. Their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But 
changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless you. He's the one who famously said, I'd take a bullet for Donald Trump. Well, now that he's looking at prison time, we'll see if he's willing to take a dick. People think that prisoners deserve whatever they get. Police report described him as five foot nine and 140 pounds. Or as his cellmate put it, just right. I was forced to perform oral sex on several inmates. I was told you aren't going to fight back, are you sweetness? Oh, you're going to be going back to the showers. And the only speed you're going to reach is 88 dudes per hour. Someone's going through that now. Someone's going through that right now. And to make a joke about it, it's a slap in the face. Being raped or sexually assaulted in prison is not part of the punishment. No one deserves that. We're still human beings. There's no guards that sit right here. There's nothing. There was, there was nothing. It's like they had to come from way over here, which is the booking area, to come and see anything that was going on in here. Hey. Meg, what the hell are you doing in here? Shower time. What are you doing with that loofah? Don't worry about it. I was taking a shower, and in comes a guy. Ah, you told me not to worry about it. He says, bitch, face the fucking wall, or I'll break your fucking neck. I felt like dirt. I felt like, like I didn't even exist. I was just there. My bunk was tapped by a guy who then explained to me that he owned me. He had purchased me from the guy who anally raped me for $20 worth of commissary items. And I was now his property. He was my prison husband. If he wanted to utilize me to pay off gambling debts, I could be bartered. Talking to staff would have been the end of my life. Staff actually came on the tier, and my husband was saying, oh, watch what I can make my hoe do. And he made me dance for him and the staff member, too. They all laughed about it. Staff shook his head and walked out the door. Like, oh, man, y'all crazy. Next up is Pearl, AKA Lil Bitch. I wonder who Big Bitch is. That would be me. <laughs> Lucky you. I had to sit down and urinate. I had to face the wall to shower. I was not allowed at any point in time to have any mention of me being a man or having a penis. I had to wear a tucker to pull back the genitals to give the appearance of a vagina. Uh, it's extremely painful to wear most of the time. I had to wear it all of the time. It may just be as simple as me raising my voice and getting smacked to me 
referring to myself as a he and getting punched, any type of deviation from his rules were the threat of violence. I lost me here. I lost my humanity here. I lost my identity here. I lost myself here. And so the memories are coming back to you mad. And it's like I'm angry or something at the building. It's a weird feeling. And the people who can make the change, and the people can't, who can't affect the change, make jokes about it. If the story's heard, and it's addressed, and we can stop making the joke of it, someone won't have to go through this one day. Someone can go to prison, do their time, they can rectify their mistake, they can get their second chance. We have to start thinking of it like that. They're people, they are just people, and no person deserves that. The guys that are first coming in, they size you up. You know what I'm saying? They size you up. They say, is this, is this somebody we're gonna get in our gang? Is this somebody we're gonna we're gonna steal from? Is this somebody we're gonna punk around? You'll see it, man. He's like kind of cool in the penitentiary. Yeah, he's got his, his you know, what they call punk inside, you know. And, and, and you know, you know, he gets down on you, this and that. I had this uh, this one one person that uh, he he provided. You just have him under your wing, you know, and just use him as as a sex object. You know, you gonna make some money for me, you know. Uh, he has to do it, you know, or he knows, you know, he's threatened, you know, he feels his life threatened. In a linear type of jail like here, deputies have to run up here, run across the hallway. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what you're going to see. Sexual assault is always an issue, and especially in, in these types of jail where you can't see. This is a shower, so you can see it's also an area where it's uh, easily... Can you see anything? Can a deputy see anything? This is definitely could be an area where an inmate could commit a sexual assault and nobody would know about it. Billy Besk was very good at growing things, including marijuana. But of course he gets arrested, and he's an utter innocent. They put him in a block at Bruno. The deputy came by, inquired, is everything okay in here? And both parties inside said, yes, everything's okay. Mr. Besk was terrified for his life and was saying what he was told to say. And the deputy walked on. Billy was easily raped in that situation. When you do have something like that happen, you want to take whatever steps you can to prevent it from happening. You can't turn back what happened to him, but you can try to do everything you can to prevent it from happening to someone else. In the newer direct supervision jails, the idea was to have no blind spots. You have a deputy post viewing an open area with cells built around a semicircle. Even the cells have glass paneled doors. From that one station, the officer can see the entire span and can actually see into each jail cell as well. Have you ever been to jail before? No. The preventive policy is the classification system. And there's no question that that has been an evolving system. And it has improved considerably since the best case. Have you ever been to juvenile hall? No. The no. objective classification system 
is just that. It lets you be objective. The way I look at it, you don't have that much history. You know, you, you, like what you say, you've never been in jail before, and I'm not going to put you with people who's been in prison. We always give them the options. You know, you're going to get housed here, but it's not permanent. If you walk in there and all of a sudden you just feel that it's, you know, it's not working for you, or people start coming up and they start sexually threatening you or you know, saying things to you, they, there's always a deputy. They have to notify the deputy. We'll pull them out of that housing unit. We'll try to rehouse them again. If you have adequate staff and if you've got decent architecture, you should be able to prevent every sexual assault. just us. There is no justice. It's just us. You know, in other prisons, when they look at us, I got on this white uniform. It's how, don't trust me, I'm not a human being. Watch him, he's an animal. You know, so that's, that's the difference here. Even with the officers, they, they will give you a chance to say what you have to say. On some other units, you know, you have two men in a cell, and uh, a lot of times, you know, you get some big bully that just run in the cell on one of the smaller guys and take advantage of them, you know. Uh, and, you know, they have the gang rapes, you know. Uh, and here, you know, there's none of that. They feel safe. They're safe from physical assault, whether it be sexual or just physical. Uh, they're safe from being, uh, having their property stolen. Uh, they're safe from being ridiculed. institution, until you have security, until you have safety, until you have some prospect of hope, until you have some evidence of growing self-esteem, then everything is, is pie in the sky. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in the end. Where they will not be stopped by the color of the grass. Yes, by the sun. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about it. Yes, we can. On SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, 
and now Facebook. Public Access Public America. America. History, in, History the in the Making. 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 History in History the Making. In the making.